Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke, and this week joining for the first time as a guest is a new person. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Bo Q, and I put the Q in Multiversal Q. <laughs> uh... I just want to point out, Luke, that uh, on on our on our podcaster, it says uh, "molit versal Q." <laughs> uh, so not only is it in podcast form, but now it is lit. Uh, it's like a mule, but you light it on fire. The Moscow molittle versal Q. We we make very very bad drinking choices on this podcast. Or at least I've been called out for them on the... No, no, because we did the fake... Uh, Devin and I did the fake movie podcast one year as a sort of homage to movie fighters. And I got called out for what I drank. Well, what, were you, what were you sipping on? Well, sorry, what, what, what was you sipping on? Uh, well, it was a early morning. So I thought, you know, I need to get something orange. So I had some, I believe, Fanta orange soda and coconut rum in a big old Slurpee cup. It sounds uh it sounds like you have to sneak that into the movie theater. Oh no, we were watching in the house. Oh gosh. Separately. Uh well I, I mean right now I am currently sipping on some uh household water in uh Fiji bottle form because I just decided to refill that. I've been drinking ice water out of a amazing Spider-Man cup that I got that uses a bunch of art that is not credited. Yay. Yeah. But he uses uh, that cover from the Spider-Man issue where he does the thing. He does the thing or he fights the thing? No, the thing where he's uh, the uh, issue where he's got the sewer falling down on him and he has to oh, you mean, summon uh, up all of his... What is that amazing Spider-Man 120 set 129? It does not have the number on it. What comics have numbers? That doesn't make sense. Uh, I think it was right. like maybe Spider-Man 129 two... Oh, <laughs> it was like two or three years ago that uh, some friends and I were going through Walmart doing Walmart tag because we were adults and also had nothing better to do. And uh, it was like, oh, hey, all of these cool superhero cups are only a dollar. Let's get on that. Is it uh, Amazing Spider-Man 33? If this be my destiny? Yes. Yeah, boy. It also has the one where it's like Spider-Man No More, uh, the original uh, Amazing Fantasy issue that he showed up, and some other stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got one of those. I got a Batman one, a DC Trinity one, and a weird like Avengers one that also has like Nova and 80s Black Widow on it. Oh, They're God. weird. <laughs> Is it the Black Widow that has the blonde hair? No, it's not a Belova. That was a fun thing. But it was when that hair was big. But uh, yes, today we are discussing What If Infinity in Humans as part of the What If April, which is more of a lead into Infinity. And, uh, you know, this is your first time on the podcast. Do you want to talk a bit more about what you do? Uh, so I... I, I... Back in 2012, I became a self-published comic creator. I, I made The Lovers, and it's on the internet and in print form, mostly in print form. Um, now, um, six years later, I am an animation producer, and um, 
I've just produced a bunch of little animated shorts. Um, most of the time, I'm either I'm either producer and storyboard lead, or a bunch of other things. I'm mostly written for all those. Um, all those things are available on my side, and they're a bunch of let's call it action gaggy, but with a high concept genre deconstruction, where where we mm-hmm. take something and kind of uh add a bunch of parodies in there but make it we dress it up and make it look not um like we're copying yeah, it's fun and also anime that sounds fun so what does the producer role mean is that like overall cleanup it's not just you have money and you're throwing it at the production um it means i get to decide what the naming conventions are and i yell at everyone for not using underscores or all caps I also get to make mm-hmm. sure that all the files are turned in at the times they need to be turned in and who needs to start making what by what times, when we're going to be doing things, what sort of our meetings are going to be about, what things that the director needs from other people if the director is doing jobs that they can't uh, you know, take the time and, and meet with the, the people that are working on them. Um, and then storyboard lead is just making sure that everything's clean and ready for the animatics so that people can literally just draw right on top of it and not the, you know, they can turn their brain off just a little bit. Sounds good. So are you ready to get into this issue? Uh, yes. So what if infinity and humans was written by Joshua Williamson with the pencils and inks done by Raleigh Rosmo colors by Ivan Placencia and letters by VCs, Travis Lanham. And it takes place on an earth that has not officially been named, so it has a Marvel Wikia designation of temporary reference number 628, or TRN 628. That's so weird. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, theoretically, this universe got destroyed because they weren't able to stop Secret Wars from happening to it. Thank you, Thanos. Yeah. Uh, so Infinity, for those of you who are unfamiliar, normally takes place in two parts. There's the outer space stuff where the Avengers go off and fight this race called the Builders who are big and evil and they have to team up with all the space species. And so all the heroes, except for the, uh, Illuminati who are the secret heroes, including, or the secret Smart people who think they should rule the world or at least control it and steer it stay behind. And uh, Thanos, meanwhile, comes to Earth with his friends from the Black Order. And they're like, hey, we need to go find Thanos' son and kill that boy. And so normally Thanos ends up attacking Adeline, which is the inhuman city that Black Bolt rules, which was floating above New York City at the time, to try and find out if Black Bolt knew where his son was. There's a big fight. Uh, Black Bolt ends up setting off a bomb that he made with his brother that turns like a big old chunk of the human population into inhumans. So they get powers. And normally Thanos is like, oh, well, I got some other stuff to do. But here he pretty much beats the heck out of Black Bolt. And it's like, hey, you know, I kind of like it here on Earth. Let's... uh." Let's take over and make Black Bolt the figurehead king for this planet. Uh, and backtracking a little bit, how did you feel yeah. about the, the the recent Inhumans launch with the where everything went from from Fraction to Charles Soul, and then kind of they they made new Adeline and brought the Inhumans down to New York? How did you feel about that one? 
the only inhuman worth anything is Miss Marvel. Wow. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I liked, um, I like Lockjaw. <laughs> uh, the only new inhuman, the only new inhuman. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. Like, the originals are classics for a reason, but you go beyond that, and I just stop caring. Ooh. And, like, Fraction getting kicked off before he even wrote the event was a kneecapping of it because you went from Fraction, who could have told a very interesting story, and who I still like Fear Itself. I thought that was a good event to a person who was much newer, and I feel like the scope of that got shrunk down rapidly. Fear is so underrated, and I feel like the, uh, the core idea of Fear Itself is um, mm-hmm. what they kind of like... Um, took and made into infinity hey look there's this black order and we're gonna spend some time trying to figure out who they are and then they're gonna come in and comic book event i i did i did very much like um soul on a lot of other books you know the uh the she hulk run very good mm-hmm. uh some of his daredevil stuff also nice but he did daredevil i'm not yeah yeah he did a run that I think was I've heard mixed things on it because didn't that like start off with the guy with like ten eyes or whatever? Right. I mean, it was right after Wade, but for me, it was oh, an actual lawyer doing a, a Daredevil. Very nice. I like She Hulk a lot. Right. Um, but I, I've always, I've always liked the Inhumans. Uh, I, I had to like really dumpster dive uh, back in the day from mm-hmm. Silent War. So there's a there's a soft spot for for some parts of of Black Bolt, uh, you know, barring the, the the TV show that just aired where he's like uh, he Black Boltigan, uh, Black Agar Boltigan. Yeah. But uh, we can get into my love uh, slash hatred of Inferno uh, in in a minute. Uh, you mean Infinity? Oh no, in, Inferno the um, the Inhuman. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant the Marvel event Inferno, which is very good. Oh, yeah, no, okay, that's it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I mean, that leads into one of my favorite appearances of the Inhumans, which is that Daredevil issue where Daredevil, I think her name is American Dream, uh, Karnak, <laughs> uh, Lockjaw, and uh, Stompy Boy, uh, Gorgon show up and they fight uh, Ultron and they hit him with the truck and they hit him with the stick and there's just a big old pile of Ultrons. <laughs> Can I just point out- and Ascenti comics are wonderful. Uh, I can just point out that saying the name Karnak aloud is uh, always an enjoyment. It is the most comic book name possible. I feel like there's more out there, but you know, let's not split hairs. I mean, there's there's black uh, black again, Bol- black agar boltagon. Yeah, that one. That okay, that one takes the yeah. cake. But uh, so the Avengers who had gone off into space died. We don't hear anything about the Mighty Avengers, which this book generally seems to forget about what they were doing during uh, this whole event. Which did you read that run at all? The the which one? Uh, Mighty Avengers that Al Ewing wrote at this time. I that's the one where the um, God what's the what's the blue guy Mighty Blue Blue Marvel? Yeah, Blue Marvel. 
uh, that's where he that's where he was finally on a team, and he actually got the shot, and people went back and read that original series. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got to read a bit of it. Uh, I fell towards the end. It 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 stays very strong throughout minus artistic problems, but like during this run, they're fighting Shuma Garoth. <laughs> it was like, oh, I forgot he existed, but no, Doctor Strange got mind controlled into summoning Shuma Garoth. My my one my one instance of knowing who Shuma Garath is is um, I used to be a professional Marvel two player, mm-hmm. uh, so I would pick him because I didn't know who the hell he was and he was Marvel. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a thing where like everybody knows him, but he was like an obscure esque Conan character who somehow was also enough of a Marvel character to get into the game. I always thought he was a Doc Strange character, same with like Blackheart. And then going back mm-hmm. and reading Wikipedia, that's not exactly what it is. Nah, because Blackheart like started off as a Daredevil villain, right? From that and Nascenti run, Ugh. and Nascenti is wonderful. I got to meet her last year, and it was awkward. <laughs> Why did you did you tell her, hey, I like Daredevil? Uh, I had not finished reading that entire arc and I ended up bringing in the big old Acts of Vengeance crossover that I had and she made some comments about how the coloring wasn't good (laughs) which she has a points because like all that like 70s to uh, like early 90s when they started doing more digital coloring colors don't look good because they do them like too intensely so it doesn't look good I mean, back then they tried to ape a lot of the what the questions comic book style and some of the the stuff that uh, the Watchmen had. Oh no, sorry, it was not the seventies; it was the eighties. My bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, like a lot of the modern recolorings, or not recolorings, but just the modern printings of that those classic colors really need to get like toned down in the. Uh... Yeah, human saturation. Thank you. There's uh there's a problem with a lot of the recolorings. They like they'll they'll go back and they'll 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 um they'll redo the Walter Simonson. And like, hey, we we did some recoloring on it. But they'll add gradients to and it just doesn't look the same. Or it's like the uh thing that came up with coloring Frank Miller comics, and it's like you don't want to go ultra realistic because that guy does not do uh racism. Uh, well, and he also does not do like a super realistic style that fits that sort of color. Right, he looks good flat, but he doesn't look good. Uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so anyways, uh, the Avengers got killed in space and Thanos gets Black Bolt to use uh, all of the Inhumans to battle the Builders and Earth is left devastated. And Black Bolt now has a Inhuman safe haven while the rest of the world is pretty much Thanos' territory, where if you go outside of there, you get killed. And the Illuminati, who were Iron Man, Black Panther, The Beast, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, and Namor, are missing. And so there's this story of the Avengers and the Hidden Avengers that is used to sort of keep the faith, even though Inferno, who has fire powers, doesn't believe the stories, and he doesn't believe in Black Right, this is the moment when when Maldar, the... um... The inhuman with the greatest power of all to be able to see through the heart of someone uh, tells them in like a like nice little storybook format so everything's cute and very puppety in that creepy Riley Rossmo way. Um, 
I mean, I have you read any other Riley Rossmo stuff? Nope. Uh, I, so I, I read some of his stuff when he was doing uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking and Bedlam, which was a touch more darker and violent. And it had some of this grit mm-hmm. that is coming off in the uh, the Inhuman Infinity Inhumans issue. Um, so when you get like the little puppets as they're as they're replaying this um, the story of what happened in Infinity and why why we're here and why this issue is happening, um, it kind of gets across that hey remember, remember I, I used to be creepy uh, Riley Rossmo now I'm comic book I mean, I'm I'm Marvel Riley Rossmo. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a fun touch and evolution of the of the artist. Uh, and his craft. Nice. I think I might have seen some of his stuff during uh, like the Marvel fairy tale stuff that we cover, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, so you also said you did not like Inferno. I've got no connection. So why does Inferno suck? Inferno is the the new archetype of an anti-hero. The, the 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 new brooding. It's not um, it's not a rich dude with a bunch of money and uh, a corporation in suits like your your Ted Cords and your Tony Starks. It's not the uh, the altruistic war hero. It's more. I'm gonna wear a hoodie, and I've mm-hmm. been gifted these powers and this anger that I know nothing about and nothing what to use, and I'm uh, what people think and representative of the generation that is reading these books, which is not true. And I look like the main character no. from prototype, the, uh, the video game <laughs> or like an Assassin's Creed character. I mean, Assassin's Creed, um, uh, to, to, to put a pause on that joke made the hooded, um, got the, the people in a hoodie, like the new pool, the, the mm-hmm. new Cape, uh, and Inferno is just that dude diluted, Makes sense. Uh, so, meanwhile, in the Avengers Tower, which is now the home to the Inhumans, Medusa visits Black Bolt to try and comfort him, and Karnak comes in and is like, hey, you know that secret weapon we've been looking for? Listen to this! And Karnak is sort of hesitant about this plan that they have, but it's too late as Gorgon, the guy with bull feet and crystal... Uh, are currently out with the weapon who seems to be a person. So Medusa, Karnak, and Lockjaw, the teleporting dog, show up to meet them, and that's when they run into the Black Order, who's like, oh, yeah, we know we're not supposed to be in here, but you also aren't supposed to be trying to overthrow the Empire, so we're going to fight. And Inferno, Inferno ends up seeing the fight. Karnak and Lockjaw get... Killed pretty unceremoniously. Can we talk about this fight? Because they, they like show up in the comic booky form. Like you, you turn the page, boom, there's there's a black dwarf from Proxima and Corvus. And then like a panel later, you get like them running at each other. There's one moment where the fight actually looks yeah. really good, and that's when like Medusa and Corvus are going at each other. <laughs> and then there's the line, hey, hey Inferno, where are you going? And he's shaking his dirty fist. With the ugliest possible work. Sorry, ugliest possible line work. And he goes, to burn. Uh, God, comic books. Firepower just never work out unless you're Johnny Storm. Yeah, it's a rough game out there. Um, But, I mean, speaking about how Karnak and Lockjaw get uh, disposed of, Proxima just kind of 
you think that such big characters, uh, even even for a what if, that they would get each a big panel or maybe a splash, you know, they get tiny. No, they get they get nothing. They get tiny panels. I mean, I'm glad that Lockjaw's death is not more graphic because he's a good yeah. boy. And also, it's not really clear if uh, Black Dwarf gets killed or not by Gorgon. Uh, he gets stomped out, but I, I he doesn't get he doesn't get back up again. So I guess they are going to keep him down. And that's when Thanos shows up and he's like, oh, hey, look at this battle. Oh, Gorgon is dead now. But uh, Black Bolt follows after him. Uh, let's get a double page splash of this of Gorgon getting his neck snapped. Yeah, but it's also the appearance of Thanos. So it's sort of is a bit more reasonable. True. And uh, that is when they reveal the secret weapon who they have, which is Dazzler with an eye patch. So she go ahead. Word. Dazzler, if, if Dazzler showed up in the eighties in the club with an eye patch, uh, you'd think that she was part of a David Bowie music video. She um, is very Bowie-esque, especially in her eighties jumpsuit. And with that sort of page boy hair, haircut. The, um, the the best part about this page about Dazzler revealing that she has an eye patch on is not that she has an eye patch, but the lower right panel where uh, Thanos looks like the um, <laughs> where you um, you cut out someone's nose and it's just eyes and mouth. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he looks very. He looks very Frieza esque there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! You can't get away from me and my Ginyu Force. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my Black Order. Uh, and so, Dazzler has Black Bolt scream, and she converts the scream into a blast that kills Thanos. And then uh, they kill the last of the Black Order. But like, uh, I think that's Corvus Glaive there. Yeah, Corvus is the one that's her. Yeah. yeah, Corvus is like, well, how can you kill me? Are you going to reveal the secret that make everybody hate you about how you betrayed people? Black Bolt, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, husband. It's not even Black Bolt, it's husband. But the um, uh, going going back to Dazzler, the um, the appearance of Dazzler obviously does a lot of like instant um, like connecting the dots for a lot of people, and it does mm-hmm. that very. Um, very like Flash era Joff Johnsian thing, where they have these two superheroes whose powers should work together very well, kind of combine, and you're like, oh man, that makes an ultra even better attack. It's um, it's the WWE way of thinking where if you add a chair or a table to the attack, that it makes it do more damage. Um, actually, according to the Marvel Phase Rip system, Black Bolt's voice channeled through Dazzler would only be a shift x power so i don't believe that would be enough to kill thanos you'd have to roll multiple times to do that to do consecutive hits of damage or you need to like roll a 99 or like deep in that red yeah. <laughs> oh man uh but I, I, nothing is better than than uh than seeing that sort of team up happen where obviously there's the team ups where it's like hey colossus let's do the old baseball trick uh, or the old baseball special, or there's stuff like this where it's um, uh, the fastball special. Yeah, the ha- fastball special. Sorry. 
Yeah. Well, and then I also do like that uh, Thanos looks a bit like Blob Herman when he is getting attacked. Yeah. I, I, I was worried that I was reading New X-Men and then uh, I quickly was not. Mm-hmm. What if Thanos was Blob Herman the entire time? That would be that, a surprise. That'd be it. That'd be it. To quote uh, uh, Blade Runner, that'd be quite a skin job. Uh, and uh yeah so inferno is like hey make or go and show what the story is here and blackboard is just like oh uh yeah i'm not going to try and stop you or anything and it turns out that he killed all of the illuminati and that was what he had to give up to get thanos to trust him and then and to like yeah and then he burns the avengers symbol <laughs> well he uh inferno punches black bolt in the face and then he burns the avengers symbol into the wall and he's like now it stands for anarchy <laughs> how can someone who doesn't talk lie so much <laughs> And then Dazzler's like, hey, what if we started a band? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fade out. That's, that's yeah. a weird fade out. There's, and, then, and then they go into like the, uh, oh, the Avengers. What if we call ourselves the Avengers? Like, ironically, too, too soon, too soon. What, what I really like is that Inferno took the time to do the Avengers logo very accurately. I always like my Avengers logo where the the um, the arrow goes all the way through, uh, not just the circle, or not just the A, but also the circle. That's how you know it's ironic. Yeah, <laughs> it's just playing at the arrow having sex with the A. I mean, uh, I mean, going going back to uh, to Avengers as a band, if uh, if Dazzler and Inferno and Maldar are really trying to to form up some stuff, look, they're they're. There, there's no budget, or they have zero. Uh, sorry, they have an unlimited budget for their pyro, uh, and their their tentacles. Uh-huh. So they got all of the flash yeah. done, but maybe maybe uh-huh. some of the vocals they might not be able to get into. <laughs> I'd kind of love to see Medusa on the drums. Medusa well, playing with her hair. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, apparently. Uh, what's her name? Crystal. Crystal's still alive. Like she completely disappears. Yeah. No, no, she's there in the reveal. Or maybe she got murdered in a previous page. No, she's there at the uh, reveal oh, panel. Yeah, she's there during the storybook, and she's gone. But then she, she doesn't appear anywhere else. She's just like, up. Oh, I'm getting out of here. Maybe she took the uh, the teleportation oh. gland from from Lockjaw and just dipped. She is looking for a new husband. And uh, yeah, that is what if infinity in humans. So yeah, it's it's all right. It's a story on, on a on a what if scale. This one does a, a little bit less what if and a little bit more just let's get the denouement of uh, or sorry, dude, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Denouement, denouement of um, infinity, but like change the ending just a little bit. Like, hey, I I had an idea in the writers' room about what should be the real ending of uh, infinity let's just use that as this instead of like the big far sweeping world stuff that happens in a lot of other what if comics i i will give him the benefit of the doubt though because they're doing like it's one writer writing five of these right and i mean 
only three of them actually deal with the event. Um, Because next week we've got uh, Jay and Miles scheduled on to talk about what if uh, X-Men Infinity. And then after that is the Guardians one, which is pretty much, oh, what if the Guardians are just complete assholes in a fantastic way? And then Dark Reign, which is completely unrelated, whereas what if Norman Osborn had the Infinity Gauntlet during Dark Reign? Dark Reign was a fun time. It was, it was. It was like, hey, uh, I've got my own Avengers, and I'm uh, super, uh, I've got the Sentry. (laughs) Yeah, and also I can't keep my Avengers from fucking each other. And everyone's got metal issues. It's a bunch of points. It's it's just the the Thunderbolts, uh, God, Caged Angels, is that what it was called? Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. No, no, no. Thund- there was a Thunderbolts graphic novel. Warren Ellis's second or second half of his fr- of his run. Oh, it was called yeah, Caged yeah. Angels or something. Got on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, it was it was just that story again at a bigger stage, mm-hmm. and everyone had to deal with Norman, and and it was just amazing. Yeah, I like those Thunderbolts a lot. That, that really came out. I like most iterations of Thunderbolts. Yeah. Uh, ha- uh, Bullseye as Hawkeye. That was a mind bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there are sort of like too many characters for them to have something do with, uh, or some. There are too many characters for everyone to have a plot. Like Novar sort of just got mm-hmm. left behind. We did um, the but. only the only problem with the Dark Rain event is that it ran directly into Siege, and Siege is by and far uh, an event that could have been done better if longer and a little bit well, a little bit more seated rather than here's a very shocking, uh, I think it was issue two or issue three with the, the Aries moment. Yeah. Well, and even the sudden revelation of, Oh yeah, we're, we're attacking Asgard now. But I do like how if you go back and read the Titans, a lot of it does seem to be well connected and well strung together, which so can be like tough when to they, do. They they were coming off that big high on Secret Avengers. Uh, Secret Avengers for me is, is my last big greatest uh, Marvel crossover, and then there's like the ones that are problematic or not not necessarily problematic, but um, they don't they're a little polarizing in that they don't work for a lot of people, but they do for some people, like Fear itself or um, mm-hmm. Secret Wars. Yeah. So, um, but you know what is always a polarizing thing? No. Trials of the Multiverse. Hey. Oh, God. Yeah, that was an awful transition. <laughs> oh man, we need to get you some uh, some Crisco so your transitions work better. Or that's sorry, that so they're smoother. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't. I I know what Crisco is, and I know what it's used for, but uh, yeah, you you kind of lost me there, buddy. Um. So, have you read any what if stories that you would find this one comparable to in quality? Um. No, but I, it does it does remind me a lot of, and this is a, a completely different um, publication, but it, it does remind me a lot of the Jeff Johnsian era Flash, you know, the, the Wally West stuff. 
Uh, yeah. Not necessarily the content, but the character work. Uh, they're obviously trying to make people care about Inferno, make people care about the, the little things going on, but they kind of move past it very fast and get to the heart of the comic book stuff that, that uh, Joshua Williamson, who actually wrote Flash later on, would uh, go on to like really focus on, which is what if we take their powers and then combine them with other powers, uh, and then that was that. Um, it, it's, it's a little bit of a shame, but I mean, then again, it's Inferno. No, no one cares. Yeah. Okay, well, I will... Uh, how did you feel about this compared to the Brian Michael Bendis House of M main event stuff? You've read House of M, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, look, Riley Rosmo is, is really good at doing violent dark stories. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find him quite as well fitted for this story whereas uh, uh olivier coipel is very good at doing the house style crossover event and able to tell all those tiny little de- uh light little moments that they have to find a panel or two to get in to appease some of the fans uh you know like mm-hmm. the, the well the actual house of them when they have to have their the bedroom scene where um where wanda's uh getting murderized um I found it just to be a little bit easier to read and, and a little bit more concise of an image in a book rather than Infinity and Humans. Uh, but that's just so unfair of a comparison. <laughs> uh, I, I probably compare this to, like, to Silent War. Again, uh, Inhuman Silent War is, is a great read for anyone out there who loves Inhuman's work. There's, there's a great moment where um, uh, Quicksilver, who in that book uh, tries to steal him some Terrigen Mist, uh, him and his daughter mm-hmm. are just kind of huffing this mist, uh, hiding out. Uh, I have not read that one. Is it like an alt universe story? Uh, I think it was actually a lead up or 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 after tie in to uh, House of M. Hmm. Uh, okay. How do you feel about it compared to that time that Black Bolt got the hiccups? It's literally a one panel gag that goes exactly the way you think it would. It um there there wasn't there wasn't enough uh black bolt in this for me uh, as opposed to the other times it was just kind of like a scatter shot of okay we need to get all these inhuman characters in here's your lockjaw moment here's your black bolt moment um I mean and really the the only the only hiccuping is fine uh, but I think the the black bolt moment that everyone kind of tends to, to focus on is the one where uh, he's fighting the Hulk during the the Planet Hulk or not Planet Hulk um, World War Hulk. And uh, Hulk goes, yeah. uh, I didn't come here to uh, to talk. I came to hear you scream. And then, uh, you know, they fade away. Mm-hmm. So, um, hmm. trying to look and find a good one to compare it to. Uh, and Silent War is a, uh, a sequel to House of N and Son of M storylines. Uh, Fraser Irving and David Hine. Six issues. Uh, did you ever read Batman versus Aliens? Yes. Better or worse than Batman versus Aliens? Worse. This, uh, this is moderately in that gray area of it's not bad enough to be super good. Uh, I mean, obviously we're having a talk mm-hmm. about it, so it's, it's fun enough to to have a talk about it. Um, but it's not to the level of camp that uh, uh, Batman versus versus Aliens. Is. 
what if a man thing was a herald of galactus better or worse oh that'd be that would be really cool um given the fact that like they gave one of the heralds to to terax you'd think mm-hmm. that uh that, that there'd be better fit like here's silver surfer and then here's three other kind of dorks and one of them is terax who's got an axe and that's about it he's kind of like the Hey Ronan, you have a hammer, but you also have like this other psionic energy. Uh, well, Terex is the Earth guy, and then there's uh, Fire Lord, who's the Hot guy, and then there's the Water guy and the uh, Wind Wind Dancer, whatever her name is. I think if uh, if they got rid of Terex and put Man Thing in, we got ourselves a book. Okay, uh, right under that is what if Hulk was also Thor. Or what if Thor, what if became, Thor Hulk? became Hulk? I could mm-hmm. imagine he would never lose in Valhalla, but he'd only want to be there. That's the, uh, you know, there's the, the, the ultimate storyline, uh, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, where he goes and he has his Zen piece uh, in Tibet. And uh, I feel like the answer to Hulk is just being in uh, in Asgard, just kind of dealing with some some internal demons, if you get me. Okay, so like slightly under or slightly better. Uh, yeah. uh the Inhumans one. Yes. Okay, so our new number one ninety nine is Earth T R N six two eight. Black sold out the Earth. And uh, where can people find you online, Bo? Uh, I'm I'm terrible at this. Uh, so they can find me on Twitter at romcom your mom, uh, or if they they ask questions to War Rocket Ajax as well. Uh, I'm usually on there. And uh, on a, it's been a while though. It, it has been. Uh, my Q for alls is not on every podcast anymore. The uh, and uh, everything is linked on there. If they don't want to find me through there, my Tumblr is makeoutpoint, and my Vimeo is b e a u q. That's where you can watch all of my shorts and everything that I've worked on with all my various partners, uh, production teams. Uh, my normal, my normal co-host partner Devin can be found on Twitter at, at @fredofet. That's F R E D D O F E T T. I can be found online on Twitter at, at @coltreg. That's K O L T R E G or at Luke L U K E H E R R dot com. Uh, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. We are also Patreon supported, where if you donate any amount of money, really you can just be like, hey, go and cover this alternate universe story for me, and we'll find time for it. We've got a lot of gaps this year. Uh, we are going to be doing a live episode coming up the second weekend in May on, uh, the 11th, which is a Friday night. We are currently set to go after War Rocket Ajax as part of Columbus Podfest. So keep a eye out for that. Uh, before that, I'll also be at Space, which is uh, April 28th and 29th here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, yeah, I think think that's mostly about it like i said next week uh, i should have jay and miles on to talk about the x-men issue of infinity what if and i think that covers everything we have a twitter we have a facebook there's an image gallery up on the website uh bo thank you for coming on again luke thank you always a pleasure Mm -hmm. 
Just uh, make sure the next time you have me guest, can I please get some satellite hope in the reader? Uh, there's a new comic in the works, and uh, it deals with Christmas trees. Oh, glorious. Ah. Yes. I miss that podcast so much. <sighs> yeah, the uh, well, I mean, there's Exiled podcast. True. But, you know, that might come back, but hopefully everybody who has listened at this time has also caught the first episode slash the preview episode of the John Wiki podcast, which I don't know any of the social media for that yet at this time. Anyways, until next time, this one's for Hank. <laughs>